Hey girls and gays, hey girls and gays, welcome back to another episode of I Heard What I Heard, where we close the gap yeah. between where we are and where we want to be, mm-hmm. I, and who we are oh, and shit. who we want to be. <laughs> who are you? That was a trick question. <laughs> I am Nyakwezi, the co-host with the most. And I am Mukundwa, your regular host with a regular Ooh. amount. Ooh. <laughs> and in general, we are your top-notch hoes. No, it was supposed what? to. It's supposed to rhyme. It's is that the wine? Is that honestly the wine? I've no. I've, I've literally only smelt it. I'm dead. So today, I'm I'm going through an existential crisis. I'm actually very. This is me, mellow. Is this is this the two month mark? This is a sooner one than usual. Yeah, no. So this, you know, I I thought I was having one last week, but this is just a continuation of the same oh, one. I thought it finished. That's a big ass. Yeah. Okay. It's a while. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think because I'm because I know how to weather them more, or because they're just. I'm on a different frequency. They suck, but not that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't actually realize I was in one mm. until today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. Okay, girl. Yeah. So let's discuss, friends. Let's Sorry. discuss. Thank Give you. Hug. So today we're going to discuss patterns, transitions, and growing pains. Right. Um, I'm interested in looking at how paying attention to the patterns of misfortune or fortune in our lives and dealing with them can help steer us in the right direction. And I want to look at how do you know when, when a pattern's worth observing and noting? Mm. Is is a pattern a pattern or is it paranoia? Is it just the weather? Yeah. And is everything a sign or is it just shit happens? Don't say it like that. I'm a come, I'm comfy. I know. Comfy. I did, I did the spooky hand movements. So I, I want us to look at that. Um, because I am aware, well, look, all of us are on either a deeply religious spiritual, um, tip or completely un, and anyone still on that spectrum, I think this is a really useful conversation mm. because I think identifying patterns from a purely practical and, um, like psychology level is how you break them. Right. Um, or how you reinforce positive ones. So let's discuss. Let's discuss. Let's start with you, Mukundwa. Mm-hmm. Okay. What transitions are you going through and are they painful? I'm so dead. Why do you sound like you're on BBC Women's Hour? I'm ready. I'm manifesting. <laughs> you so um, Let's start with why transitions are painful. So for mm. me, the unknown is always uncomfortable mm. and growth itself is always effortful and an uncomfortable process. And I think when I think of like birth, when I think of when our bones grow, when I think of when plants push through soil or push through a seed or when animals have to literally fight through the amniotic sac um that like growth and progress is always really effortful um and never a state of pleasure like the growth process the expansion is always dramatic and violent when a star is born it's violent like everything growth is violent okay. <laughs> it's aggressive can i ask you questions as you're going absolutely okay Interrupt me right now. Right now. Okay. So you said when our bones are growing, was that painful? Um, well, it's a, people talk about when kids, that kids have like, like growing pains are when kids' bones are growing. And I think it's a, I don't know if it's like medically proven, but there's always a thing about that. Like, oh, right. you know, growing pains, your bones are growing. You're like 13. And is, gro- so is pain always associated with growing? Like, or discomfort? Does it always have growth to be? Growth is, al- for me, growth is always, there's a level of discomfort, meaning you're moving from one state, often from like stasis, from a point of not moving to a point of moving. Right. And things, you shed things along the way mm. and you step into a new skin. Mm. So that's, it's painful depending on your outlook and depending on how you're losing it. So for example, leaving, you know, an abusive relationship, it might be painful because you're losing where you used to live. You have to change your bank accounts. You have to move, you're moving city. Um, but maybe the comfort is in leaving your partner, but Mm. that like actual change, there's a discomfort because you're moving from known. Well, well, look, you're moving from known to unknown. So if that is an uncomfortable process for you, it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I think. Right. Okay. So I think, I mean, mine is slightly different to you. So let me guess. mm -hmm. It's all positive and all nice and all good. (sighs) Was that a wild guess? Are you me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, in a nutshell, but let me, let me explain. Mm -hmm. So I think that the pain in growth and uh, transitions only comes when there's resistance. Um, Yes, 
So effort, so I don't equate effort to pain or discomfort to pain. Um, I think you can be, things can be new and you can be unsure. Um, you cannot know what's going on, but not need to be in pain. I think the pain comes in when we, or I resist the, the change. I resist what's coming and I fight against it as opposed to trusting the system that I'm in, i.e. Mm. the universe and, and going with, going with the flow and listening to, to what it is that I'm supposed to do next. Mm -hmm. So literally, I just believe that, that when there is pain, the resistance is holding on to an old idea of what things should be. Um, I think that, for instance, like the butterfly in the cocoon, it would be so much more painful not to burst out of that thing, but it's got to exert this force and break the cocoon and get out of it. Um, if it didn't, like, I, I think the pain would equal, like, result in death. Like, I'm sure it would die because it just can't, live so i don't know if it feels pain but i'm sure it gets that urge to do something new and it just goes with it whether or not it knows what's going on okay and i think that's from the space of placing a value judgment on pain because the pain yes. isn't bad so it's pain but in the same way i have muscle pain when i oh, exercise I it's not bad it's just actual pain it's an actual you know moving from one state to another so oh, I don't think okay. it has to be a bad thing. Right, right. I, I think I associate pain with, with, a bad, with a bad thing. So do you think, okay, and so, for example, birth. Yeah. If there's discomfort there, how would you spin that then? Um, is that... How would you spin that to Now, me the new me <laughs> has learned that through hypnotherapy, yes. you don't have to have painful births. And that, to me, is like a repatterning of the brain to what it associates with um, as scary or negative or puts resistance towards um so i don't i don't think and usually like pain in the body is an indication of something's going wrong so to me it actually is it is a negative um a negative signal okay okay mm -hmm. i want to hear more from you so I, i'm really of the school of thought of opposites and mm -hmm. i find a lot of comfort and understand and in my knowing that life has opposites but it sounds mm. like how you live is on one side which is Correct. just only one that's so interesting so it Am I right? You're actually absolutely right. That's in my notes. Okay. As well. <laughs> so, hmm. like, okay, I give you an example of the painful thing. So last night we had a difficult conversation, you and me, mm -hmm. but which required me to transition through a lot of old thoughts and habits uh, and thought patterns and habits that I had. Mm -hmm. But because I just let go, I just allowed it. I just allowed it and let go. It wasn't painful. So growth happened, transition happened, mm. progress happened, but I wasn't uncomfortable. Um, I, it was almost as if I was an observer and I saw, oh, that's when I would have had FOMO. That's when I would have felt less than, wow. um, but I didn't need to, and I didn't need to identify with it. And therefore I didn't have pain. Um, and, and I moved on and now I'm, now I'm, I'm that bitch. I understand that. Okay. And so how I equate what you're saying is I think people who master being the observer mm. um, and not like the thing itself yeah. do that a lot. Like Eckhart Tolle talks about that kind of stuff a lot about mm. not about being the person who's observing the person, observing Correct. the thought. Um, and I think that's not to say even him because he is in a flesh suit because he is on earth. Mm. Um it waxes and wanes and sometimes you're really unaffected and sometimes you are. Right. Um, cause I think that's like the human condition. Yeah. But I think in his attempts, he tries to read this, like reach this, I guess, godlike state where everything is kind of, where nothing penetrates him. Yeah. I think everything is kind of even keel. That's what I would put there. Like they're even really, they really aren't many, um, uh, like diversions from the line, like the ebbs and the flows, like it's very, very even. Good things happen and that's fine. Bad things happen and that's fine. Like um, that, and that's where my um, question is about your belief system mm. is that if you're going to have high spikes, it feels like you want to have the high spikes of the highs. But with that, for me, it's impossible to not have the low spikes of the mm. lows. Um, so it's either you you pick that, you pick extremities, or you pick even tempered and everything. So living a stoic life or or living one of dynamism, but it has to be in both directions. I think that's that's the difference, is that for you, what even keel is, is a stoic life. But I feel like my even keel with time just gets higher and higher and higher. So even now, like I'm in a very good space, I'm being very conscious of being like almost over the top ecstatic and just like calming down and let myself be calmly in this 
pleasant flow. So, you know, and just, and I do think it'll probably be higher and higher in that it will be, life will just be more and more blissful and nothing really, you know, nothing will cause a spike up or down. So you're talking about bliss, actually. Stoicism isn't, Stoicism? Stoicism? Stoicness. Oh, cha. Yeah, we're not discussing, you're not discussing being stoic at all. Yeah, What's that's stoic, actually, by the way? It's a like philosophy of being impervious to the good and the bad, to staying completely kind of even throughout. I kind of, but I think I am. I'm just saying that even isn't at zero. Like for, for you, it might be at zero, but the one that I'm going for is at, you know, 15. And that will be just that line, no matter what. Okay, well, when you talk about bliss is in stoicism. So um, Deepak is also achieving that even temperedness, but it's in being unaffected and unmoved for yeah. him, elevates him to a state of bliss, where Correct. stoicism isn't about elevating to a state of bliss, oh. from what I understand. Oh, it's okay. completely okay, even, no, not blissful. I'm not here for that. I'm yeah. here to like really just, I want my pussy to be an eternal pop. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to make it relatable <laughs> to the audience. <laughs> you finished me. Okay. I'm just going to read this. So just to make sure we're right. Stoicism. How do you say it? Stoicism. There you go. Ooh. The endurance of pain or hardship without the display of feelings and without complaining. Wild. So basically being African. My dad, he lives for that. What? It? Um, suffering without bitterness. He always it's suffering without bitterness. I'm just... Is that the nigger that made it up? That statue? Yes. Um, well, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, Zeno Obsidium. Look at that nose. That'll hit your clip when he's eating you out. Oof, that nose. <laughs> um, I just want to make sure we really are talking about what. I knew that there was a reason why I needed that nose in my life. Okay. Well, I would certainly suggest that everyone go Google this. You know when the wiki page is long? I just need a really simple <laughs> answer. So that's what I understand by stoicism, but I think I've simplified it. There's lots more here. <laughs> so you can go do that. Um, okay, well, we were talking about changes as well in my yeah. life. Yeah. Hmm. So I think one of them, transitions. I think why I'm frustrated is that every time I feel like I've landed on flat ground it's actually a pause between a transition or i'm just inside a transition and it's flat ground on the the bell curve i see and i have i really bought into as a kid like this idea of arriving Mm -hmm. you know getting a job getting a this getting a that and being done Mm -hmm. and you're only done when you die um and that's just like a big transition to realize it's never going to be it uh it's I get, like, I do Fiverr, I'm really enjoying it, and I think, okay, this is it. I just have to just plug into this and do well and enjoy. And then three months later, I realize it's actually messing with my frequency because it's a discount platform that is predicated on um kind of abusing people's labor. And then I'm like, okay, I have to find something else. I have all decisions like that. I'll find something else. I'll do the podcast. I love it. I'm enjoying myself. Then I'm like, wait, I want to elevate this. How can I make it IRL? How can I change it? So there's constant growth and transition in everything. And um, that can feel exhausting if you're used to like the comfort of being in control. And I am really used to the comfort of being in control. I've always like managed my environment so that I'm in control. Mm -hmm. So it's not fun not being in control. Are you, do you get validation from being in control validation like do you feel better about who you are well yeah because then i control everything i control the measures i control um i am the gatekeeper like i am the umpire and the runner i am you know yeah the invigilator and the test writer like i'm all of those things and if i can manage my controls um i can set the standard i can set the pace i can be the one to measure my success i know the cheat code and the cheat sheet if i want to enter anyone else's game so just i really do love um methods and like knowing how to do something um in the same way like you have steps to baking i like having steps to life because i just feel in control rather than being like oh it's just up to it's just up to you it's just totally up to you i don't do well with that Mm. especially if it's not on my terms um and i think it's really different when you choose to transition out so fiverr is a real example um fiverr is a website that is a freelancer platform yeah 
that connects people who are looking for tasks to be done to people who do the tasks. So I do voiceovers on there. I've never been able to say it that succinctly. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Voiceover flicks. Okay. So I loved it and I really, and I still do believe in it and I still think everyone should try it, especially if you're in an economy where the dollar is um, stronger than yours, your local currency. Um, But I've started to think, I've basically been having a lot of blockages with money. I'm a very abundant like character. And I would argue that amongst like my actual friend group, I probably make the least money, but I still have in many ways, I have such an abundant lifestyle. You'd think I would, I'm making some of the most. Mm. Um, I am just a rich bitch energetically, mm. really. And I want to step into that physically. I need that to manifest in my hands, mm. but that's n- not happening at the moment. And I have a feeling it's because Fiverr, I'm constantly negotiating, fighting, arguing mm. between getting paid $7 or $5. Mm. And of that $5, 20% is taken. So that's $4. So that's 50 Rand for something that should have actually cost about 2,000 Rand. Right. That's $4 for something that should have really cost about 100 or for Fiverr. So I think that energetic exchange of cheapening myself, cheapening my services um, is messing with me. Yeah. And so that's not me trying to phase out Fiverr on my terms. That's me being pushed out because I realize it's messing with my bag. Mm. And I feel out of control because Mm. I didn't choose this. It's been revealed to me. Okay. I have a suggestion. I would suggest that you shift your outlook because the only constant is change. So if your, if your thing is to keep things the way they are to control the stability, you are definitely fighting a losing game. Um, If you are looking for, things around you to to stay the same um in order for you to feel to have self-worth and to feel in control and to be in control in that sense however i think that your desire for control for the system that works for like you know a, a set sort of guideline to follow that just works is is um good and healthy but i think it's just mis mis like placed so i think that kind of thing so for example if with me, I know that I know what my controls are, um, meaning I know what I what I return to every time to see if the system is working for me, if, mm. if I'm aligned. Therefore, I, I do feel in control. So when things outside change, when, for example, in your case, when it's revealed to me, uh, 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 five is not serving you anymore. I'm, I'm, I feel that I have the power to to change where I'm looking now. And so fiber fiber doesn't control me. Now I'm going to start getting agents outside and moving that way. And when that stops setting, you know, uh, serving me, I can change course. So they, none of them have power over me and I am in control of the course of my ship. So I think it's like expecting expecting the wind to always blow northeasterly in order for you to get somewhere, not realizing actually you, you're holding the steering wheel. You can keep changing and you need to keep changing to catch the different winds and the different ways and you will get to where you're going. So, so I think it's the, I think it's the, the need for the outside world to act in a certain way in order for you to yeah. be at peace. Like when I say change, then we change. Then yeah. the world changes. When Which, I'm ready. I want to control the change. Ma- madness. Let me tell madness. You will always be upset. You will always be surprised. The wind will always change. Nobody will ever do what you so want. So you're just raw dogging reality. Bitch. You're just letting the wind throw you here and there like a leaf. My intuition is my condom. I'm dead. I'm protected. But so really, the wind just blows you and you like actually move with it. Oh, 100%. A concept. 100%. A concept. Just like now, like you, you found a great agent and I'm like, oh yeah. And now I'm going to find that too. Like it's, I didn't, I'm not sticking to Fiverr. Like when will Fiverr be better? When will people stop haggling? When will, no. And mm. so, and also I know what it gives me. So it's my bread and butter. I'm going to build on it. So it's not, it helps me to stop resenting where I am. And this is the thing about transitions. I don't resist what has changed in my life. I move with it. That is the aim. Mm. <laughs> um, and th- therefore, the, the transitions aren't painful. Wow. Those are bars. Those are bars. It's a one. Pinotage. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How much have you? Ooh, okay. I poured half a glass. Now there's half of that left. Glass of. Okay. <laughs> glass of. That's beautiful. Okay. So my take-homes from that are... I th- I think ultimately, wow, yeah, I need to think about that, about my, like, desire to control. I really don't consider myself a controlling person, but <coughs> <laughs> but do you have that too? Are there some things in your life where you really want to be in control because you care about the outcome? 
Yes, but I've learned that I don't know everything and I don't know the best and that um, it's not necessary all the time. Maybe Ooh. a lot of the time it's not necessary. And always I, fi- I find is two heads are better than one. Like always more more input arrives at a better um, look. The input has to be coming from you both have to have the same intention or all of you the same intention. But I, I always find like the collective tends to come up with a better idea than the individual could on their own. Also, I, I, t- I tend to go with where the intuition is stronger. So if we, we both want to do something and you really have a strong feeling for it, I'll let you do it because you're guided by a stronger intuition and that's fine. And I'll, even though I know how to do X, Y, Z, your, I feel like your feeling will guide you better. And even if it's just to hit a brick wall so that then I can come in, it's fine. Like that's the way it was supposed to be or th- that's the healthiest way for the river to flow. I love that. I think I have a thing, which I think I've mentioned on one of the episodes before where I definitely, I think that I'm the Best. highest authority yeah. on my life. Mm. Um, and while I can see why that sounds like a very normal statement to make, mm. um, because of my belief system, I also understand there's wonder and mysticism and a whole like karmic, like play at play in my life <laughs> that I just don't know about. Like, how could I, there's so much wonder in the universe. How could I think I know what's best for me or what's right for me or where the right, how could I think I know? Yes. So yes. And this is the, the, but this is why it's so wonderful is that I, I feel that you have a guiding system that will tell you if that is the right. So I don't think you could really ever imagine it for yourself, but when it's presented to you, you'll know, ah, Uh that feels good. Oh no, that's not for me. That's intuition. So you are the master of your life or you're the, what did you just say? Like the captain or whatever it is. But it doesn't mean that you have to know what the path looks like from beginning to end. Absolutely mm. not. You'll just know the right path when you see it. Well, let's talk about that though. Mm, because yeah. our next topic was about knowing. So how do we know if it's a sign or paranoia? Bitch, I'm going to beat you. How do we differentiate? And should we make judgments that are consistent or in our favor? Okay. So just to explain what I mean by judgments con- consistently or in our favor, it's that um, we all have superstitions and things we decide is are good luck and bad luck. Mm. Should that be a consistent navigating system or should we just change the rules because they serve us? And I, <laughs> Should we guess what <laughs> Yak's going to say? Should we guess? Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, no, you have to be unreliable, everyone. <laughs> unreliable, Ch- inconsistent. Change like the wind. The wind does it. You know, you got to do it too. That's true. If the wind changes, why do I think Fuck, I can't? Excuse I me. Hello. The climate changes. Like Ooh. everything fucking changes. <laughs> so I don't know why we rocks change. <laughs> so, but how do you know when it's a sign versus our paranoia? Intuition. For me, it's intuition, intuition, intuition. I think paranoia is brain led and um, sign or understanding or knowledge is intuition led. The the knowing, knowingness, knowingness yeah. for me is intuition. Whereas if you've, if you've rationalized something or if I've rationalized something, um, to make it right, um, and there is no feeling involved in it, for me, that's a flag, a red flag. Like, what about when, like, Sonyak will be like, Oh, the same nail's broken twice this week. Is it a sign? Like, what do I need to be paying attention to? What, what is this yeah. pointing to? So how do you know when that's just you going on overdrive, like those chickens and <laughs> finding Nemo, like those seagulls versus, an actual sign. Oh my God. What so, do you decide to make a sign? Right. It's what makes sense to you. So if my nail breaks twice and I know that the nail is associated with memory and like, and if I can tie the dots and it makes sense in my life, follow that. If bitch, my nail's breaking and I just don't know why. And it doesn't feel, it just feels like nothing. Leave it. Then it's nothing. If it feels like, cause everything's tied to everything. We can tie anything on the body to anything. hundred percent. So I feel that Absolutely everything is a sign. Um, the fact that I, I'm seeing, <laughs> listen, when I form my religion and milk in the mechanism, but honestly, like I, I do feel that everything is a sign mm. down to the person you meet, um, the security guard that greets you, the whatever, the car, if you're in traffic, if you're, everything is a sign or is it like you can, mm-hmm. you can, I think everything is a sign. Everything is meaningful. You either, tap into it or not. And it doesn't mean that if you don't tap into it, you'll miss out because I think that the the things that stand out to us are the ones that we're supposed to see and understand. And mm-hmm. that, because I believe then, I believe that the whole system is just, it's like just this loving system um, that, that 
that everything is well, that nothing <laughs> goes wrong. Watch yeah. me get shut down. But if every okay, that everything has its place. For me, that helps me make sense of a world and not feel victimized. I feel when, yeah, actually, that's it in a nutshell. Not hmm. feel helpless because then I can use everything. Yeah, but it, it, but I have to employ all of my, I have to employ my intuition, my gut, my, so everything's I have to be engaged. In touch. I do. I can't just okay. be like, I can't decide every time I see two birds, it means my love is going to come. And then without even feeling, I just, every time mm, I see, you know, like, no. So it's signaling throughout the body. For sure. I think where I differ is I think nothing, I think there's no truth. I think nothing means anything. Right, right, right. Nothing. Did I just say nothing means anything? Mm -hmm. Say it again. Nothing means anything. There are no science. There's no nothing. Life is just a story. Mm. Singularly and collectively, just we tell ourselves. Right. We, the science we believe in, the religions, um, the social codes are just stories we've told over and over again and decided on. Mm. Um, Therefore, how do you navigate? So, because everything's a story, yeah. you pick the ones, you... you Pick tools that help you make sense of them in ways that serve you. Right. The reason I like ascribing meaning to things is because it keeps me active. If I think oh, I'm having lower back pain, that's often ascribed to um, not speaking Inse my truth. It's actually insecurity. Okay, thank you. Indiari. <laughs> um, I've just been... <laughs> true. If that's insecurity then I can take like a second to look at my life and mm -hmm. where I'm insecure. So whether it was quote unquote true or not, I've still benefited from more introspection. Yeah. And that's why I like spiritual woo-woo stuff where you make connections everywhere mm -hmm. is because you introspect. It just forces you to think. Mm -hmm. And um, unless you're overthinking, thinking's only ever going to do you whatever the opposite of harm is. Good. It's going to do you good. So that's what I think. Yeah. Um, does it sound like I agree with you? Because I agree with what you just said. Like it does, but the just the wording you said everything has everything has meaning is the same thing as saying nothing has meaning. Correct. Because if everything does, nothing does. If nothing does, everything does. All right. So actually, oh. we're saying the same thing. We are, except now I really do think everything has meaning. So we're absolutely saying that not the same thing we, at all. True, but I do think that it's all your story. It's all, but I think everything has meaning, but you choose what your palette is. Like if you only want to use RGB, like the colors, then that's fine. Like use those and you will get all the meaning I see, you I need see, with I those see. colors. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So everything has meaning. You just pick the tools you want to attack it Correct. with. Correct. Correct. Interesting. Because then for me, that like allows me to expand or contract my world, you know, and it's, and I play with it because it's actually all not deep. It's really not deep. So everything has meaning, but yeah. none of it's deep. Yeah. I just can I can <laughs> I'm hearing people closing down the SoundCloud. <laughs> click, unclick. Logging off Spotify. Logging off IG. Um, yes. Okay. And I think it's just, it's, it's really interesting because I'm just so aware of how eye rolling spirituality can be to people. Yeah. Because it's just full of contradictions. It seems like. But like when right. you're in it, it all makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> but everything is full of, science is full of contradictions. Like what are you going to believe in or follow True. or that is not full of contradictions? Like there is not one theory out there that doesn't have to have a caveat or something. That's like, true. Like everything. That's why, I, that's why I believe in like dichotomy and mm -hmm. things just polar opposites existing. Except you don't believe in pain and pleasure. Oh yeah. Hey I mean, no, I guys, pleasure. guys, friends, <laughs> friends, and it works with me. And guess, guess who's gonna go end up in McDonald's? You, because you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we've always said if you ascribe to Nyak's school of thought, apply caution, because <laughs> one of the things, or any of ours, Nyak's talking about the stuff because it works for her, and yeah. because in all of its contradiction, it is a closed system that makes sense. Yeah, if you would, if you adopt a system that is not totally coherent for you, you really just will end up in McDonald's, as I have. When I've adopted my other friends who are spirituals beliefs and I've been absolutely yeah. in the gutters. Yeah. Because I was like, well, you said this and this, they all contradict. And yeah. they were like, well, they do, but it works for me. Yeah. And it's all about like, we're literally all our own universes literally. and we have our own set of rules per universe, per literally. person. Literally. That, just understand that. And that is so liberating, eh? It is. So there's no faith, religion, spirituality person who owes you like consistency and coherentness. Nope. Um, that's just like not how that works at all. You just pick it. the store, pick a mix. It's like going to a burrito stand. You just decide what fillings you want and keep it pushing, bitch. Literally, actually, and that's how I think people can be in religious in religions that have maybe opposing views or what's the word? 
views that aren't good forgotten like basically bigoted views yes but the rest of it serves them and so they keep it pushing yeah and they just ignore the other stuff that's right i mean i have loads of friends who yeah just like the first 300 pages of like a spiritual book they just won't look at those yep because they're a bit higgy hugger but then the rest they won't yeah um okay so that i guess answers this idea of like is it a sign of paranoia it's really about are all the signaling systems in your body pointing in the same direction Mm -hmm. then you'll know that's a sign paranoia is when it's Mostly your headspace, not your heart space, nothing else. Mm. Um, which I think is a really useful tool to know. Let us discuss. So with all of this about signs, I want to know what the difference is between accountability and blaming ourselves for unfavorable mm. occurrences. So mm. I'm... What my, are your thoughts? Well, an example is my money's not flowing, right? As it mm. should be. I know I'm rich. Money and it doesn't stop you from going to the mall. It doesn't stop me from doing anything. I still live very rich. Mukundwa <laughs> literally has the wildest wardrobe. I, I, I legitimately maybe make double. I literally make, have two no, rand, but I'm like, so... <laughs> she, her food is decadent. Her clothes are popping. Yeah, and mind you, as I said, I'm not rich, but believe me, I will behave rich because I know that's what I'm stepping into. Friend. So who's really rich? So yeah, who's the joke on? Mm-hmm. So I am not making the money I'm supposed to. And I'm not sure, like, should I blame myself? Is it because something I'm doing is not working or is it because I've got an actual energetic or spiritual blockage there's something not in alignment Mm. because what I'm struggling with and this is another reason I'm having my crisis um, as I said on the episode with Bonolo about um, being mediocre is that I have identified my several income streams I've put money into Facebook marketing I've got my agent outside of um my local agent I've got work on Fiverr I've got work on Upwork I've got work on freelancer.com I've got all these avenues, um, really affordable prices. I've made discounts with my work on Facebook. I've advertised them. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm yeah. very proactive about my craft and I'm still not making money. And I can't understand how it's that I have a good product and I'm trying to sell it and that's not enough to equal sales. Mm. Um, and so when do people who have the same experience as me decide that how do we know the difference between accountability for that and like exploring that blockage versus just blaming yourself for not being or doing enough? Mm-hmm. That's quite heavy, hey? Um, yeah. So, okay. So my thoughts on that, or maybe just to take a moment to like acknowledge you're going through the most. Pat on the back. Um, Thank you. <laughs> my thoughts about accountability and blame is that... Um, Accountability is a positive driver, whereas blame can really stop you and rob you um, of the power to move forward because it assumes a wrong. So mm. in, in my world where everything works for my favor, yeah, accountability just allows me to look for, so what is it? So what is it? So what is it? And to okay. keep to keep open and to keep searching. So you've done a million things, but I think it's the a million and first thing that you do will show you, oh, shit. That's what it was. And so, so it's the same as me for my health. Um, I've had allergies that have developed over the course of shit, 20 years, 20 years that have gotten progressively worse and new ones jumped in like shellfish. Why did I have to be allergic to prawns? I mean, so things like, and then, and I've done the things and I've cut them out and I've been vegan and I've gone gluten free. And then I was allergic to my cat. I mean, like, where did that come? So And after I did everything that I could think of to do, then I just tried the next option, which for me was hypnotherapy, which has now, you know, helped me quite a bit. So I think for you, it's that, yes, you have tried everything in inverted commas. um, But if you can, can, if you can allow the concept that, first of all, your higher being is is at play, that you're obviously bumping up against a wall because you're not flowing. and kind of like ask or accept for guidance to take you to where you need to be and then trust your intuition when a good idea comes up. So potentially for you, you needed to know um, A, B, C, D, E, F was not, you needed to know you had seven blocks to be able to now be open to when you do say seek, I don't know, a spiritual modality or something or go to my hypnotherapist that, that then, that then you're open to, then, you know, I've, I've tried it all. It's not that I'm lazy. It's not that I'm lazy. It's not that I'm not creative. It's none of those things. There must be something else. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Like it, it opens you up to another reason. For me with, with making money, I know it's not, it's not because they're blocks. I just haven't done the work to look for an agent. Like I know that once I do the work, when I, when I stop being lazy or whatever, I know that it will come. I don't, I don't feel a block there. And, but if there is, then I'll look further, but I kind of know that, that that's the way I need to go. Oh, I love that. Okay. So what I'm taking for that is in summary, if you, if something's not working, you try all the avenues. And if all of those aren't working, you know that you've tried every, the next practical step. And so from there, you know, it's not necessarily a case of you being lazy or not um, thoughtful and creative about ways to problem solve. Um, but that might be a blockage somewhere, somehow. And that might be energetic. Potentially. So what I don't like about the prescriptive way that you've summarized it is that it almost implies that do this, do all the options on the the physical plane available to you before you seek further. Like it's like, do this, do that, that. Mm -hmm. No, I I think it's about listening to your intuition. So I didn't get an allergy test, for example. I didn't go to, you know, these things that were expensive for me. Like I wasn't, I just didn't have 4,000 Rand to go and test myself. Um, I didn't get a DNA, what, what, so I didn't do everything physically available, but I did, I did what I could until it felt like, no, I'm done seeing doctors. I'm not going to go see a specialist. Now I'm going to go to your homeopath. Okay. They don't work. Okay. Now I'm going to go to, you know what I mean? So like following, this is where intuition comes in again, though. It's like just following that intuition. So Mm. even if you had stopped at, I've done this business, it is the thing I love. Why is it not picking up and immediately go to see, you know, guidance like spiritual guidance or whatever it is like if that feels like the next right step um go there but i think it's it's basically being open to to um a bet a best path or a better path out there for you and it's just about finding what what it is and there's so many ways that you can um Hmm. yeah yeah i understand that i think i just don't agree I think we have to be very engaged on all planes, on the physical plane and on the spiritual plane. Yeah. Um, I don't agree that I could have just done Fiverr and not tried out Facebook, not tried out a whole bunch of avenues and then said my business isn't growing. Mm. For me, that's um, really irresponsible and lazy and not creative mm. problem solving, especially if you've picked the role of being a freelancer, whatever role you pick, it comes with its stresses mm. that you've got to manage. Um, and so I just think... I. Th- it's so easy for us to something goes wrong and we go see a tarot card reader. Yeah, maybe you can definitely do that. But mm. have you also just applied yourself on the physical, practical plane mm. of taking the next logical step? Right. And I just want to say that because I feel like it's very popular now to see, to look to astrology, which is yeah. a great supplement and it is definitely important. But you can get stuck in this rut of, um, of inactivity because yeah. you're so invested in being told um what the problem might be and it's often right. yeah and it's often not action oriented like the 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 results of your tarot it's, so i i just think i had to i have to say that i don't know if yeah. i i'm glad you said that cuz you know something i didn't mention was that inspired action is kind of at the core of everything mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you know that they yeah and mind you the inspired action so for you um this synchronicity as well like you didn't just decide to go to a what are they called? A hypnotherapist. You didn't just go to a hypnotherapist. It came up in a script and you wrote it down and thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So things were, so, but there's also that level of work where um, you were open to suggestions yes. from the universe or from your kind of higher intelligence. Yeah. And how you get there is also another step we haven't necessarily discussed, which right. is that you're chanting, you're meditating, you're constantly trying to align. Which, yes, all of those, however, I feel like are are inspired or are a result of me listening to my intuition and doing the next thing that felt right. Mm-hmm. Understood. Relatable. 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 But, and I must say, Mukundra, I think, you know, even though our philosophies sound like they're different, for example, I gained inspiration from you because you're very action-oriented. So then it stood out for me. Ah, ah, ah. What, what is the action I can take? And therefore I received inspiration in that way it, to take action, to do research. So I had researched um, bef- uh, you know, other things before I landed on this because, you know, my, mi- my mindset was set to your gauge, which is, which is action. So I think what I'm saying is that like, just because we're different, it doesn't, I'm not being rigid doesn't help me, but it made sense to me intuitively to listen to what you were saying, mm-hmm. to do the thing that doesn't come to me naturally. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So intuition's at the core of it all for me. Absolutely. Um, and 
intuition okay so that is the difference between understanding when something's a sign for yourself when you're taking something as a sign versus a coincidence um when you know whether you're being accountable or blaming yourself is like intuitively are you centering and are you moving from that space not from a head space yes are you moving from a sense of knowing as opposed to a sense of rationale Ooh. rationale without knowing because i think you can have that Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Let's just discuss your experience with hypnotherapy. Oh, cue music. I'm so dead. There will be no music. I'm not putting music in there. You just sang it. That's enough. Honestly, Kundra, your laziness, your (laughs) desire not to work. I know. It's a mad thing. Okay, so let's discuss um, alt medicine yeah. and healing modalities. Yeah. Uh, you just talked about hypnotherapy. Yeah. Hmm. My new. It's going to be very. Why irreverent. would that be somewhere? Someone asked us the other day, why would you even consider going to hypnotherapy? That's so alt. Why wouldn't you have gone to get a, a literally a panel of all the things you might be allergic to? Um, and what like brought you to hypnotherapy? How, mm. what was happening with your body? If you can give like a brief summary, essentially tell us it was shutting down. That's what, it, well, that's what we want to hear. <laughs> Bitch, her body was shutting down. She was saying no. Mm-hmm. She had enough. She had enough. Literally everything was shutting down. All these allergies, new ones popping up. I mean, my cat, really? Um, my what niece... was actually happening? Your okay. chest, could you breathe? Could you move? Do you want to? I know, you need to get this. Because allergies aren't serious. Everyone, We all have pollen allergies. So I, the specificity. Maybe your life isn't serious, but for me it was debilitating. <laughs> okay, so I had gluten, um, shellfish, sulfites, which is in wine, most heartbreaking. thing, And all of these, and my cat eventually, dust, all of these things would result in nasal congestion, my sinuses getting infected. Um, then from... Nowhere. I developed a fungal infection in my chest, which only a, a homeopath could pick up. And it had been going on for years because I'd seen medical doctors who didn't know what it was. Um, and I think I said it on the podcast, the latest installment of going to a medical doctor with a congested chest said, you know, I can't pick up anything. So I'm going to say it's, um, what did he say? Bronchitis. And he proceeded, he proceeded to recommend or what I prescribe all these antibiotics and things like that that were going to fuck up my digestive system, my gut. Scaramatis. So that's when I realized, look, everyone's doing the best they can and I've reached the limit of Western medicine because I don't like the solutions it's offering me. And if I'm in a world or on an earth that is spinning on its axis around a, a burning ball of fire that isn't colliding with it, like if I'm in this magical system, then there are better answers. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started looking at alternative modalities. You helped me get on the path by finding my reflexologist. Um, and also because I resonate with with alternative therapies, mm-hmm. like, you know, with relating, oh, I've got a pain here. This is what it means and so on. It just had uh, a correlation with my life. So my body was shutting down. I wasn't able to breathe properly after exercise, not even vigorous exercise. My chest would fill up. I couldn't lie down and sleep. Uh, you know, I couldn't breathe. Um, I was getting pain all over my body, my feet, my knees, my lower back, middle back, shoulders, neck. Um, elbow was kind of seizing up, like, you know, uh, so it just didn't make sense. So after seeing all the medical, the Western doctors, and then seeing a couple of alternative therapists, which the alternative therapy worked the best um, because medical doctors wanted to have me on chronic medicine, uh, which I think is stupid because it doesn't solve the problem. No disrespect um, for me. And then, so the alternative modalities were working, but just too slow. So the next thing was, well, how can I find something that works faster? Because I need to be well so that I'm not congested so that I can go to an agency um, mm. on any given day, go to studio, record and get big money, mm. but not be held down like I have twice before because my nose is blocked because of some sometimes unknown sign, like the wind was blowing or something and now I'm congested. Hectic. Right. So, so I just, yeah. So how did you find the so I was doing, like you mentioned before, I was just, I was doing in, in the course of my work, someone must have said hypnotherapy in a, in a script I was reading. So I wrote it down and thought, oh shit, yeah, that's a good idea. Researched it. I went on, I know a guy, which is a recommendation site. I think there's probably one everywhere uh, on Facebook. Sorry. And, um, someone recommended this guy. So I looked him up, uh, I looked up his website as well as many others. Um, and he was just the most responsive, the most confident when I told him, when I asked uh, can hypnotherapy heal allergies? Cause I only saw it for like quitting smoking for, um, 
you know, being used in surgery to like completely alleviate pain, to stop bleeding, to have like painless birth, um, leg amputations, mm-hmm. teeth removal, tonsillitis, hypnotherapy is being used um, all over the world, actually. And it's like recognized by medical professions as a viable um, alternative for anesthetic. Um, so that's when I discovered all of this stuff when I was researching and I thought, fuck man. So I wrote to him and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your allergies are just stress. Come through. I'll help you out. Um, so I went through and bitch helped me out. Am I answering your question? Yes. Yeah. Well, the question is, is it a scam? So oh, is it a scam? No, no, it absolutely isn't. I do think that I played my role. I went there absolutely receptive, knowing that I will allow this to work. I I am open. I am ready for healing. I am ready for change. I'm ready to move on. This will work. And, you know, I'm not doing myself any favors if I go there skeptical. And so, yes, some like, will this really work? Small questions popped up. But because, but the positive overrode it. It was like, you know, bitch, I'm here. I'm literally, I don't want to live another day not being able to breathe, not, not being able to go on a simple run or being scared to walk upstairs a bit fast because my chest will shut down. Yeah. I think so much of the efficacy of any healing modality, be it Western, True. medical, spiritual, it's just really like belief. That's the thing. Just fascinating. The gag is it's all within you. It is. It is. And I think some, I've been to some, I've done some kinds of healing practices that just nothing moved, nothing changed, it felt like. Ooh. So when I got Reiki done, nah, nothing moved. I felt some, I definitely felt like the heat coming off of the practitioner's hands which is really interesting i could mm. tell where he was nothing changed and then i got reflexology but maybe lights mm. trash um you got cupping cupping nothing mm. so but i also think i'm really learning to understand that the practitioner we have to speak the same language mm. like it has to i have to really vibe with them mm. and feel like a, feel like I trust them. Mm. B, feel like I know what they're doing. C, feel receptive. And I can't feel receptive if I don't trust you. I don't think you know what you're doing. Yeah. But I think you're a idiot. I'm just not going to be receptive. So I think yeah. that's a, a thing with any of these modalities. I'd strongly suggest like getting a recommendation and seeing how you feel in the consultation about yeah. the practitioner. Because yeah. that really affects the, um, yeah, the efficacy of the treatment. You know what? And again, I bring it down to intuition and to knowing what works for you. Because mm-hmm. for you, Mukundwa research seeing someone's name come up five times on i know a guy or in recommendations really solidifies that for you i'm I, i'm not 100 percent sure i saw this guy on i know a guy um i think i did and i saw his name once but what solidified it for me was how fast he responded how he responded as opposed to another lady i called who was very pleasant but was like um allergies i'm not I'm not sure i'm sure we can help you relieve like she wasn't 100 percent sure mm. she had typos on her website um, even though I, was she recommended, you know what I mean? So like for me, I use a different, I use a different gauge that works for me. And then, and even though he was, um, a, a white, an old white man, which, you know, I should have been really resistant to, I decided, no, 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 everything else is in place. He spelled my name wrong in the email, but everything else, ooh, ooh. yeah, everything else was in place. And then when I got there, I decided this, this is going to work for me. So, so you actually have to work. You have to work your systems. Yeah. You really have to work your systems. So for you, if you don't do proper research, you will fuck yourself up. For me, if I don't listen to my intuition, if I had just gone to a lady, a woman, because I want to support women rather than men, I would I would have preferred my money went to a black woman, but there were no black women. So I chose a woman. I would have fucked myself up because then I wouldn't have listened to my intuition that was like, yeah, but she's responding a day late. She's got typos on her oh. website. She doesn't seem sure. As opposed to an old white man who is absolutely sure. And he was the most... He's now, my, he's my uncle now. That's so interesting. Do you try, do you actively try to support black businesses? Yes. Black female first. Oh. I know. Mukundu, Mukundu thinks like, I just, I don't engage and I just like float around. Oh no, I don't support black businesses. That's what oh. I'm interested. Yeah. I went, well, no. I, I ended up in McDonald's when I went to get my teeth done. This oh yeah. Nigga, it was a hole in the wall and next to spa. I think I'm not a fan. I'm really a fan of, I support excellence and mm. I'll go where that goes. Mm. Um, but I used to do the whole support black businesses. Yeah. <laughs> You're so rude. Oh, that story. That we, story. Hey, that support we, black business story will end you. We the blacks will rise up against you, Kundra. It ends funny. Kaleshi had a good thread about this. I'll link it. About like support black business, but also be excellent. Correct. Please be excellent so that I'm not supporting you because you're skin fuck. I'm supporting you because where else would I go to get a crown? Of yeah. course I'd come to you. Yeah. 
now I'm understanding. And the familiar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got it, excellence. Thank you very much. Oh yeah, my dentist flirted with me. I was like, you while he was in her mouth, that's disgusting. Shit. Get out of my mouth and clean up your attitude. That's disgusting. So, and I also think it's contextual. So, like, I would support a black man dentist in England. Mm. I feel uncomfortable in Johannesburg mm. because I the familiarity mm. um, I find with black men is just too much, and I'm just not interested really. If I'm paying. Okay, and then I wanted to wrap it all together. Yeah. So I find, I think with both me and Yak, our stories, like me with my money um, and you with your health across 20 years. Um, okay, and your money's been across how many years? No, let's let's roast everyone. My money hasn't been, only, only... Not really. No. Three months. My money's been coming on fire. Okay. It was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That backfired, dropped. whatever. Let's I know. Mind you, you try to roast me by saying that I think I'm the best. There's so much to roast about you, Nyak. I can't wait. Your episode's coming. Um, so I think like, so you've finally paid attention to the patterns in your health. Fuck off, bitch. The podcast was titled, or what we wanted to explore was paying attention to the patterns of misfortune and dealing with them. Right. So Nyak paid attention to the patterns of quote unquote misfortune and, and you've dealt with them. Yeah. And like, that's also a transition, like back to health. And yes. me, it's a transition from, um, feeling abundant to not being abundant and now to I definitely want to go back to mm. being abundant back to wealth yeah and mm. that's like also transition in itself and all of it it requires it's just so interesting how life mm. everything requires effort effort just means burning calories it means moving in a direction not necessarily mm. a bad thing mm. um, but that always fascinates me that wow I really have to like do to mm. I have to like input to get an output yeah hectic <laughs> Very hectic. Oh, yeah. I'm of that school of thought now. I think a few episodes ago, I was like, no, no, no. I should be able to sit and do nothing and the world will come to me. Now I'm a fan of Gary Zukav and... Vaynerchuk. Oops. Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, and, you know, basically effortful. Yeah. For me, it's the caveat always is inspired, but effort, absolutely. I just, it's the way the world moves. We it's, also have to stop saying caveat. We've used that too much this episode. Okay. Um, It's such a good word, though. It's a lovely... What else would you You brought use? it in and then I just like ran with it. Oh, oh. No, I, that's good, yeah? That's really good. I think I think a level of... um, I call it spiritual realism. Like, this is how I... Spiritual realism. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Just no friends without action, you're getting nothing. Literally. That's like just the motto. You get mm-hmm. nothing without action. Mm-hmm. Um, And to think, Nyak, you think that was a negative thing. I did. I did. Yeah. You really have to determine what action is for you. And look... You know, <laughs> wait, what, what is it to determine, bitch? Because I think for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction or whatever yeah. it is. So if your action is just going to be is going to be minor in terms of like your definition, maybe your results are going to be minor. But if your action is full of energy and conviction, whatever that looks like, I think your results will be that big. Interesting. I've not found that there's a direct correlation myself. Oh, really? Not necessarily. I don't think if I go go in, go hard, I get out hard. I don't believe if I invest a million dollars, I'll get at least a million back. That's a good I don't point. believe. Yeah, it's not worked. I mean, you know what I mean? You apply to so many jobs, you do so many things, you don't necessarily get the outcome. But what I do believe is that you are much more likely to get in the ballpark. I see. Of your goal. I see. Then if you don't put an effort. That's what we can guarantee, so why not? Right, okay. I know, I could go round and round in circles. But I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say okay. I'm dead, I'm dead. Okay, alrighty. Yeah. Anything from your side? No, I really enjoyed this this app. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. What did you like about it? Well, I, I mean, I think just coming to the end, the definition of spiritual realism, I hadn't really ever said that for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's... It it also has allowed me to be, oh, I heard this a long time ago. I think it's from the Baha'i faith, to walk the spiritual path with practical feet. Oh, right. How how beautiful is that? I think that encompasses everything. And this is just, this reminded me, uh-huh, what do practical feet look like for me and to engage them? Like mm. I, can't, I can't just keep sitting in the cloud. How do I engage my, my full being? And, and that's it. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll keep... Well, I wonder what next week's episode will be about. I mm. do want to feedback on this. I mean, I'm still in an existential spin. Mm. Um, I don't feel any better than when I entered, but I think what I'm, the take homes for me are that if I feel like I'm hitting a brick wall, then 
I just really need to change direction. Mm. And that's not a punishment. It's just logical and it's not mm. good or bad. It's just, if you want a result, you need to try something different. Right. And it doesn't mean that you're failing or a failure. It just means you're not getting the result. The input is not mm. e- equaling the output you're interested in. Mm. And also I think understanding that I don't know what's best for me because I don't even know myself. Mm. And that's an exciting place to be in if you're willing to see change that you're mm. pushed into as guidance mm. or as steering. Mm-hmm. And that should feel like a relief that I don't have to control that. There's a lot of, if I stay trying to get aligned, there's a, a, a lot of movement I'll be thrust into rather mm-hmm. than have to decide and take on that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so my responsibility is to try to be aligned and the rest is often covered. That's perfect. And yeah. the difference is, is resisting it or not. Is it yeah. being painful or not? And yeah. it's painful now because mm. I'm annoyed because, mm. bitch, I want to control the change. Yeah. Another thing that you, you try to control is uh, that all the inspiration comes from you. Um, so I would say reach out. I'm here and I didn't know you were going through a crisis. Reach out. Reach out to me. Reach out to other people. Re- like get help. Like it's good. Like lean on people. Um, and when you think of it, you'll know what, like who feels right to do so. And you'll know whether it's coming from like a gut or a fear place. Like, oh, I don't, or from, you know what I can. And then you just do. So it doesn't have to be me, but I think reach out. Like, I'd love to, I'd love to be here for you through this and like fucking brainstorm our way out of this. Like, cause we can. Can we? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. I think definitely asking for help is, I don't enjoy that. I just don't see why I can't build my own house, build my own car. Cause, cause no, live on nothing. an island. Like, why can't I just do it myself? <laughs> a plant doesn't grow on its own. It relies on the soil, the bugs in the soil to aerate it. It relies on the rain to rain. It relies. Somebody every, asked me. Oh, oh every somebody season. asked me. <laughs> somebody literally asked me to do eight days work on a set for no pay, from six a.m. to seven p.m. And I, I just thought, wow, that that level of confidence. Mm-hmm. That maybe if I had a bit of that. I'd be a lot further. Like Maybe. the confidence to just ask for what you need. Actually. I just, yeah, I was surprised. People really ask me some interesting things. But you don't not have that because like now our parents are supporting you to a certain extent and you ask that with your chest or I don't know if you Oh yeah, but I nearly killed, like I was so, so mm-hmm. distraught. By the time I got there, I had 70 cents in my bank. I was like, mom, dad, I have this vision and I need support. But I was so, I was finished. Mm-hmm. I always like get to the point where I'm fully finished before I ask. So that's, and there's actually, there's something I need help from with my friends right now. And I think I will just start asking, but I feel so, I'm so upset that I have to ask. I wish I just intuited. You know, yes, I understand. I think try an exercise of just flipping the coin. If your, your friends that you're thinking of asking, if they were going through shit and just thought, fuck like just going to Mukundwa how would you feel mm. if they just felt they couldn't come to you whether it's about you or about them mm. and then they went through the shit how would you feel that, that always true. helped me when it was should I reach out or not that's so true mm. I love it mm. yay Yeezies. we'll see you all from the other side of prosperity and joy I know um, we also have a Facebook group for oh, the yeah. I Said What I Said podcast I'm going to link that in this episode and every single episode before this. Mm-hmm. Please go join, join the conversation. We're discussing a lot of things. Um, the last we've had discussions or posed the questions. I've posed the questions about where do you get your moral compass from if you're not spiritual or religious? Mm. How does that even form? People who perform anger as activism online, is there mm. a place for that? Are they holding space for people? Mm. Or is that just a fast track to success because people um, really buy into like black anger? I want to discuss mm. that. Um, we're discussing, is it like a privileged position to follow your intuition? Does everyone have one? And people who are gaslit out of them, how do you get back to that? Mm. So lots of interesting topics. Oh my gosh, that's really good. Loads and loads and loads. Go join the group, um, post memes, post questions and like ideas and dilemmas titties? and like, and titties. Yeah. Post everything, mm. especially titties, post your titties and let's chat let's take this conversation there what i'm also going to do um yak and i is we are going to after every episode like from monday night we're going to pose um like have a thread about the episode yeah to see what you think what don't you agree with where do you want to fight us let's fight let's debate let's talk let's agree let's disagree i love it oh my god i love it yeah and finally as well we are also going to start doing irl sessions 
where we um in Johannesburg we're gonna have meetups to literally just discuss debate disagree agree about all the topics that we discuss on the podcast and beyond Mm -hmm. basically to have a conversation in real time to do this podcast in real time um because we're we're better millennials i'm dead and we're also gonna have um google hangout sessions our first google hangout session is this tuesday um and wednesday we're having two groups and we're discussing the function of um forgiveness who does it actually serve Mm -hmm. and is anger like a valid and like resourceful emotion or is it actually a waste of our time Mm. so we're discussing that tuesday and wednesday if you're interested please message me on instagram about that with your gmail email address your gmail address i'll take you through the whole process once you message me if you're still on yahoo it's (laughs) so that's that on that really excited about how we're expanding the conversation so join in friends thank you all for being so engaged to this point and we're really looking forward to the next stage yes we're excited Hope your pussies have a great week. Yes.